I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stress Less Physician Podcast, episode number 63. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Everyone, I wanted to let you know that my next small group coaching program is starting very soon. Very, very soon, actually. We are starting Monday, May 8th, and I am so excited. So it's a three month program with two calls a month. You can also add some one on one coaching sessions if you want or not. It's totally up to you, as always. So if you are interested in working with me, if you're interested in putting any of this into practice for yourself, if you've sort of tried to put some of this into practice but are having a difficult time, which is totally normal, please go to my website, saradill.com, S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com, and you can find the offer and the link on the work with me tab. You're just going to scroll to the bottom and it shows you the different ways you can work with me. There's an option there for small group coaching with or without one-on-one sessions and you just click the button. So it's super easy to sign up. I keep this group very small, only 10 doctors maximum so that everyone who wants to can get coached every week. And it's always just completely focused on whatever issues you might be struggling with or working on or wanting to work on. It also comes with CME. And if you aren't loving it after four weeks, you can always get a refund. So nothing to lose here and a lot to gain. And I'm so excited. So if you're interested, go check it out. Again, saradill.com, S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L. And email me as always, sarah at saradill.com if you have any questions or let me know if you want to get on the wait list for my next group. So I am excited to be here and excited to be talking about frustration and how to reduce it. (laughs) So I feel like frustration is a very common emotion, not only in medicine, of course, but just in the world at large. So I am pretty sure that every single person who might be listening to this has felt frustrated probably not that long ago. So I wanted to talk about this because I certainly have been in sort of this frustration loop and noticing it in myself and in folks that I work with both as clients and also in my medical practice. And I was reflecting on what sort of a waste of energy and mental perseveration frustration seems to be. I don't know about you, but right? When I'm frustrated and really sort of spinning in it, it takes a lot of energy and it stops me from actually taking action or doing anything to get out of it, right? It's sort of what I would call an emotion that it's not necessarily bad, but it's not very useful, right? It's a little bit indulgent to sort of stay in it. And we can spend a lot of time there, a lot of time in our life and a lot of time in a particular event, And so 
I went to the internet, of course, which is how I look things up because I wanted to sort of refresh my definition of it. I certainly know how it feels in my body, sort of energetic and unpleasant. Like there's something I want to do, but I feel sort of stuck, right? I'm not actually moving forward or taking any sort of action. And so frustration really comes in two different flavors in terms of how it is defined. The first and the most common right, is a definition that frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of our inability to change or achieve something, right? So upset or annoyed because of our inability to change or achieve something. And the second definition is interesting, and this is frustration as the prevention of the progress, success, or fulfillment of something. So being sort of deterred or thwarted when you feel like you're being denied or somehow thwarted with the ability to progress or succeed or fulfill something. So when was the last time you felt frustrated? At work? At home? We're often frustrated with people, right? Especially when people don't behave or act the way we want them to, or maybe they do what we don't want them to, or what we think they should be doing, and they aren't doing that, right? So we're often frustrated with people. We often get frustrated maybe with ourselves for not achieving something or living up to our own expectations. Maybe if we aren't doing things perfectly or the way we would prefer, we can get frustrated with ourselves if our career is not going the way we want or our relationship or anything. And we might get frustrated at the world and life in general. So for me, traffic is a big one. Luckily here in Santa Barbara, we often don't have a ton of traffic, but it's one reason I don't leave Santa Barbara, at least not in a car often. I get very frustrated when there's traffic and we are going or I'm driving slower than I think I should be able to. I also get frustrated with slow people, slow drivers, slow talkers. At work, sometimes I get frustrated with patients who take a lot of time to undress or to fill out our paperwork. Slowness in general is sort of a thing for me. It's not my best quality, but I'm very aware of it, right? I tend to jump to impatience and frustration. Feeling frustrated is important because it is often a key feature of burnout as well. The longer we spend in frustration and in feeling powerless or thwarted, and the more energy we waste in that sort of emotional state, the more likely we are to be in burnout or to develop burnout. So notice what happens when we feel frustrated. If you're like me, you might complain or get stressed out or get more stressed. You might get angry or irritated. You might take it out on others, or you might just spin in your head. Feeling frustrated does not help us to be more efficient, to get things done, to make changes, or to stress less, right? Feeling frustrated doesn't let us empathize with others or with ourselves. It doesn't let us see where we do have control or autonomy or the ability to affect change. 
right? Feeling frustrated keeps us in a victim mind state where we feel helpless and maybe it's someone else's mercy or the victim of circumstances or whatever, right? You'll always know when you're in sort of a victim mind state or mental state when you feel like there's a villain where someone else or something else has the authority and you don't. And just in case you don't know this, but (laughs) that's not a good state to dwell in, right? No one wants to feel disempowered and the victim of others or circumstances or other people's demands or needs or wants or whatever. So I want you to think about situations that cause you to feel frustrated, right? What are they? What are some of the top ones? When was the last time you felt frustrated? And I want you to start to notice what about those people or situations bother you and frustrate you? Like get specific. And I'm going to give you a hint here. It's your thoughts about those people and about those situations. Those situations and people are just there. They're just doing their thing. Other people have different interpretations of them. So that's the good news is that when it's our thinking causing our emotion, we have the autonomy and ability to change that. Generally, people in situations bother us because there's some variation of thinking that things should be different, people should be different, or the world should be different, right? Frustration is a result of how we are interpreting what's happening around us or to us. Examples for me right, is I recently noticed that I was thinking that a particular patient should not always show up 10 minutes late and then expect to be seen, except they do. And they have done that repeatedly. And I'm arguing with reality there, right? This patient does show up 10 minutes late and they do expect to be seen. I've had the thought I shouldn't have to do charts at lunch or I shouldn't have to do charts at night. I've had the thought we should have more staff. I've had the thought patients should do what I tell them to do, right? They should use their prescriptions if they want to get better. All of these thoughts create frustration for me. And you'll notice all of these thoughts are a variation of thinking that things should be different than they are and people should be different. And again, arguing with reality. So I want to share a quick five steps to start reducing frustration, And I've been doing this for myself, and I think it's very helpful because frustration, again, is just not a useful or pleasant emotion. It's an alarm clock that whatever we're thinking and believing is not serving us. That's what I like to remind myself. It's like keeping my hand on a hot stove every time I think patients should do what I tell them to do, and that is not the way the world works. So number one. Can you start by dropping your expectations that people and circumstances will change or be other than they are? This doesn't mean that people and circumstances can't change in the future, but currently people are people and the circumstances have happened. And I might say, can you drop your expectations that people and circumstances will or should change in the future sometimes, right? Like the patient that shows up 10 minutes late that patient may always show up 10 minutes late. I don't know. I can hold on to my belief that they shouldn't, or I can just acknowledge that it's very likely that this person will continue to do what this person does, 
So dropping your expectations that people and circumstances will change will get you out of frustration quickly. And again, this doesn't mean that we don't try to do things or change things or improve things or make a contribution or a difference. We can do so, but we can do so by letting go of the outcome and maybe releasing our idea of how it's supposed to happen, right? And looking for what we can control and let go of the rest. Number two, I want to suggest that you look for where you can take control and make changes or step into a leadership role, even if it's only just leading yourself. And this will really help you shift out of feeling so disempowered. So once we accept the world and other people, right, dropping our expectations in step one, we paradoxically then have a lot more personal power and freedom to make changes, right? We can see different possibilities when we aren't in sort of the the narrow focus of frustration. And even in situations where we might not be a leader or have a leadership role, can we look for ways we can be of service and support and maybe help find solutions? My favorite phrase for myself when I'm in a situation where I notice I'm feeling frustrated is to say, okay, right? Okay, this has happened. I'm not a fan maybe. Now what? And that's the dropping the argument, right? Dropping the expectations and looking for what I can do, what options are open to me, what I can take control of. Maybe I might even notice like, is there a way that I can meet other people's wants and needs as a solution to their frustration and my frustration? So really sort of shifting into problem solving here, solution focused, taking ownership, taking leadership. The third step is to really check in with, are you overworking or are you overextending yourself? Do you need to limit your work? or what you say yes to and what is on your plate, right? Do you need to constrain a little bit at work? A lot of the time when I coach clients on this, they will immediately argue a little bit that they can't, they can't change anything. They don't have any power, right? It is what it is, the system, their job, whatever. And I would just say, can you just question that a little bit? Can you ask what is available to me to change? Can I make some changes? Can I limit my work in some other ways? Notice where you're saying yes to people or people-pleasing. Are you delegating enough? Are you doing work or seeing patients in a way that you don't enjoy? Like I don't love doing surgery that much, right? I like medical dermatology. I like pediatric dermatology. I like some procedures. I don't do a lot of surgery. I've worked with other dermatologists that do none. Play to your strengths. Say yes to the things, the patients, the work you enjoy, and try to say no or shift some of those tasks or responsibilities that maybe you've been telling yourself you have to do. Find someone else to do them they're probably going to do it better. Also, right, one way to start sort of cutting back on your work is to make sure you aren't letting frustration take up too much of your time and energy, right? Shift out of it quickly. Right? Don't get into overwhelm and overwork and frustration. Can you make sure you are not making yourself available 24/7? 
There's lots of different strategies for limiting your work or working in a more efficient way, right? I have a whole podcast on charting too. The more efficient we can be with charting, and maybe it's not the most beautiful note ever, then that's a solution for me to not want to do charts at lunchtime and not want to do charts at night. How can I get all my charts done before I leave? So make sure you aren't overextending yourself. Limit your work if you need to. I found a quote by Dale Carnegie, and that quote says, our fatigue is often caused not by work, but by worry, frustration, and resentment, right? So if we aren't feeling worry, frustration, and resentment, often we'll notice how much less tired we are, right? So much energy goes to managing that and feeling that worry, frustration, and resentment. Step number four is, can you create more connection? Can you look for and find the support you have available to you, whether that's at work or at home or both? Can you reach out to those around you and ask for help if you need it or where you need it and when you need it? Ask for support, ask for help, ask for what you need. Ask for what you see as needed or missing. I would also say offer help where you can, right? In medicine, we often go it alone or expect ourselves to do it all and handle it all. Often, I think in our training or somewhere in our minds, asking for help or support is somehow seen as being weak or failing, right? That is a recipe for burnout. This is true at work and this is true at home. We don't have to do it all. Even if you can, do you want to? People like to help just like we like to help other people. Step number five for reducing frustration is to use that feeling of frustration as sort of fuel for innovation and creativity. When you're feeling frustrated, can you see it as an invitation to problem solve? This sort of ties into my step number two, but can you pivot right from that frustration and see it as maybe this is the the time and the place. Maybe you're the person that is going to innovate and be creative and solve that. And I always say too, (laughs) can you at least try to find the humor in it, in yourself, right? Can you, I'd always rather be amused than frustrated whether I'm feeling amused by just the foibles of other people, patients, or myself. Can I be amused by my own inability to tolerate traffic or slowness, right? Any of that. So can you find the humor in it? Can you use it as fuel for innovation and creativity, right? Our emotions are often fuel for our actions. So let's use it rather than let it use us. I found this quote too, this sort of inspired me. Frustration is fuel that can lead to the development of an innovative and useful idea. So let's let's practice that. And last but not least, don't forget to breathe. When I'm frustrated and I catch it, I catch myself, I always start by taking some deep breaths. When someone's slow or I'm in traffic or whatever's happening, I'm arguing with reality can you breathe? Often we forget to breathe or we're breathing very shallowly. Just take a few deep, slow breaths. 
it immediately will shift you out of stress and into the moment. And in that moment, that is when you're going to be able to see the possibilities, to see what you can do, to see how you can respond rather than just react and stop wasting your precious energy spinning in frustration. That is what I have for you all this week. I hope you try out at least one of those steps or at least notice when you're feeling frustrated and acknowledge that it's probably not that useful. So love talking with you. Reach out anytime and I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.